Welcome to the For Fox Sake podcast, by the fans, for the fans. With all the news, views and discussion from two lifelong Leicester City supporters. It's your show, so get in contact, make yourselves heard, what's your opinion? The only Leicester City podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. This is For Fox Sake. Hello, welcome to For Fox Sake, episode 52, 52? We'll I go 52, so. I think it is, yeah. Um, you can hear in the background about 2,500 uh, Bruges fans because we're uh, live at the King Power Stadium after Leicester City's 2-1 victory against Club Bruges. Can, makes, it's, it's, was can it? I make a bold statement, Pete? Leicester City are in the knockout stages of the Champions League there you go it's amazing fantastic and a great game as well tonight Leicester commanded in the first half and then that goal in the second half for Club Bruges making it 2-1 and then they threw the kitchen sink at Leicester didn't they it was uh, it was amazing really late on it was uh, all back to the wall and then we broke and could have got a third goal a couple of times and uh, really exciting match on, on a great day of Champions League football yeah it was a great night here the first half in particular Leicester City looked like the Leicester City that we enjoyed watching here on Philbert Way last year they looked composed they looked calm they looked confident above anything else they were knocking the ball around nicely looking really dangerous in attack Mares, Vardy, Okazaki all causing problems second half Bruges early goal I think uh, in the 51st minute great strike as well by the way by the uh, by the Colombian Izquierdo whose name we've had trouble with all night by the way he's yes. been called about 10 different things Izaguiri Ishikuri but yeah great strike by him made things a bit tighter in the second half than many of us would have liked but Leicester City are over the line yeah I think we'll start at the start of the game with uh, Leicester making one change and that's Andy King coming in for Armati in midfield so more of an attacking uh, well, changing the team really Albrighton staying out wide Okazaki very similar lineup to obviously last season and um, Leicester started as you said very composed and very bright Albrighton causing a lot of problems Mares in particular very silky in the first half looked like he was uh, back to his old stuff causing all sorts of problems and the goal came from Fuchs who was very impressive uh, very intelligent I'd say a very intelligent performance by Fuchs um, a low left-footed ball in from the left-hand side of the penalty area, about a yard in from the touchline, and it was Okazaki at the near post, and he guided it into the top near corner, um, and a, a fantastic finish by Okazaki. What a finish that was! It was instinctive, wasn't it? It was it was very natural. He's he's been criticised for uh, a perceived lack of goals for Leicester, um, and and people have kind of counteracted that with, oh, he's got great work rate, and he adds that kind of. Uh, picking up the second balls in the opposition's half uh, to his game and he doesn't necessarily need to score because Vardy got all the goals but that was a finish of world-class proportion because that came in at some pace across his body and he just lifted it with his weaker left foot into the roof of the net nothing the keeper could have done fantastic finish great start for Leicester yeah it was a great finish he guided it in the top corner an intelligent run to the near post that kind of poacher's goal that we associate with someone like Okazaki uh, so Leicester on top uh, and then the second goal came from a penalty uh, expertly taken by uh, Riyad Mahrez that's his second penalty in consecutive games he did that little shuffle and stumble beforehand uh, and then scored with a, uh, a low right footed shot into the bottom left hand corner those Bruges fans are having a whale of a time they are if you're well I'll tell you what if they go out in Leicester tonight they're going to 
either cause some problems or make a lot of friends. One of the two. But credit to Mark Albrighton for winning the penalty. He chopped inside and outside. He's, he's fairly comfortable going to the byline. So fullbacks can't really predict which way he's going to go, which makes it more difficult to make the challenge. Left side of the penalty area, a couple of changes of direction, as he can do. He's quite sharp with his changes of direction. Uh, won as the penalty. Riyad Mahrez, confident as you like. Uh, and 2-0 to the good by, by the half-hour mark really set the stall for Leicester to get the victory Yeah, uh, on the field of play we've got uh, Schlupp and Gray just doing a bit of a warm down and uh, Robert Huth on the far side there he's got a couple of helpers I think they might be his two kids are having a bit of a kick around on the outfield which is nice to see but I thought Albrighton was fantastic in the first half not only uh, his his defensive work which went, I think we all we all know he gets back and gets into position well but uh, he, he, he skinned his man quite a few times and, he, and his, uh, his skill for the uh, to be brought down for the penalty was something that we associated with Mark Albrighton when he arrived at the club um, and I thought he had a fantastic first off really did and uh, the forward players they knew they had the pace to beat their defenders uh, nine times out of ten Vardy every time he got the ball drove past players so did Mares. none of this um, laying the ball off or just trying to get the ball away from him as soon as possible he just tried to skin his man every time and more times than not got by him yeah I, I, I think it was a, a kind of a throwback and there was a there was a risk that uh, the, the kind of Huffing and puffing against Watford that didn't quite work out, and the loss of the home and beaten record against West Brom here last time out. There, there was almost a sense that Leicester could have approached this with a bit of trepidation, especially as okay, yes, Bruges are the, were the whipping boys of the of the group and the bottom without a single point and only scored one goal. But it's kind of that it's it's that point, isn't it? It's yes, we're enjoying the Champions League ride so far, but this is the one where it could actually count. This is the one where we could actually do it right now. Um, and it would have taken a minor miracle for us not to have qualified but that plus an indifferent home uh, indifferent league form made tonight what could have been a bit of a tense night and I don't think if we'd have got the early goal uh, I think there could have been a bit of rumbling of tension there was certainly some in the second half the crowd went a bit quiet for 15-20 minutes as well they did if we go through the players one by one uh, Ron Robert Zeeler the one thing with him that we all know he's um, he's got a little bit of problem with the ball, with, when the ball's played back to him. Well, he's, he's, not, he's he, not the greatest. He's not as comfortable as Kasper Schmeichel. No, he's not the greatest we're, when he... We're, uh, we're being blessed with a, a really good goalkeeper yeah. distribution-wise, aren't we? Zeeler's, yeah, Zeeler's, he's, he's not awful, but he's nowhere near that kind of level. No, he's not the best when the ball's played back to him and he has to clear it. Uh, and he had an awful lot of that today because Leicester had a lot of possession in that first half. And uh, I thought he dealt with the ball at his feet very well. Um, there was one save in the first half where he dived to his left-hand side and did a double punch out for a throw. And I saw a replay. Actually, the, the, the forward for Rouge bent it around a defender. I think it was Wes Morgan. So he might have been unsighted for quite a while. Um, but overall, had a decent game. Not really with a chance for the goal. He'd be disappointed to be beaten at his near post, but hell of a strike. A he real... has absolutely smashed it, hasn't he? He, he really has. Um, the defence, Huth and Morgan, I thought were exemplary today. Dealt with a lot of high balls, very good. Um, Danny Simpson, in the second half, there were two headers in the space of a minute. One, where it was about five yards outside of the area. He came from the clouds to header it, and he, it was almost like he was running in the air took the man with him really good important defensive header at that moment and then won another header from the substitute Wesley who's got six inches more than him really I, I presume he's a lot taller than uh, Danny Simpson and won a very important header so intelligent play by uh, uh, Simpson and also brave I thought Fuchs 
had a, had a storming game. I thought he was very, very good. And again, intelligent play by Fuchs. Uh, the midfield too, well, Drinkwater was, was brilliant today, weren't he? Playing yeah. deeper than, than, I won't say deeper than normal, but you could tell he was just playing in front of the back two. Yeah, King King was busy, King was uh, effective in parts. He was a bit looser in possession than we're used to as well, but uh, lacked a, his usual tidiness, I think, but he, he worked hard. That's what you always get out of Andy King. You'll get, you'll get work rate, you'll get him... Uh, making challenges making interceptions uh, and to be honest with you Drinkwater uses the ball so well that it doesn't really matter that his central midfielder partner can't uh, can't uh, as well as him but I would just just a word on the two fullbacks they had a lot to do in an attacking and defensive sense this evening and I think it's for me it's split between the two of them for man of the match you can talk all you like about the flair that we had up front and how silky the, the front three uh, or front four if you like looked but for me, one or both of the fullbacks has to be man of the match. OK, well, might as well deal with the man of the match right now. I completely agree. And for me, my vote is going to go to Christian Fuchs. I think, um, I think the first half display, and not inside his own half, I'm thinking the attacking play in that first half, set up the goal, got the game settled for Leicester because of that, uh, that cross for Okazaki. Um, and then in the second half, he was more of a defensive fullback. Um, I think Christian Fuchs had a, a brilliant game, of course, and his long throws as well. He was he was an all action uh, left back, and uh, I, so, agree. I agree. Well, there we go. We, we agree for that, which is which is great. Uh, On to the wide players. We mentioned Albrighton already. Um, had a really good first half. Second half um, worked hard um, and was ultimately substituted. I can't remember substitute. You got him down. Um, but he had, he had a, a good start to the second half but his first half play I thought was exemplary Mares came off which was interesting to substitute because I said at half time to you Rob didn't I that I'm looking forward to seeing Mares second half uh, corner of the area you know cutting back on his left foot towards the cop end and curling one in the, the far post as we've seen all last season and a few times this year that's what I wanted and, and he got substitute, substituted quite early so it'll be interesting to see whether he's got an injury or whether it was just a tactical substitution or what but he had uh, I thought first half he was very silky um, that was my uh, description of him one point in particular where he came inside and played as a centre midfielder alongside Drinkwater and King went out on the right quite a few times and that just showed A the confidence that his teammates handed him to hold that midfield role and also the confidence he had in that first half I, I thought he, he had a really good first half and took his penalty very well that's two penalties in successive games like I said both of them took very well yeah it might well have just been middle of the second half looking to, to give Gray a decent run out uh, and Schlupp caused some problems against Watford at the weekend as well it may well have just been look yes it's 2-1 uh, ultimately the game didn't matter an awful lot because Copenhagen still had to do quite a lot to stop Leicester qualifying for the knockout stages may well have just been we've got another game on Saturday which once the sort of Champions League has has been put to bed in the next 24 hours or so Saturday against Middlesbrough would you have said this last season all of a sudden becomes a really big game it really does and I'm watching uh, Gray and Schlupp the two substitutes they're doing a a bit of a control pass and move exercise in front of our position here Um, I thought both of them played very well and it's interesting and it's good that Gray is playing as a number 10 when he came on against Watford he did that came on as a 10 and he did the same here Um, the thing I like about Gray is he's he's quite an intelligent player Um, when he has to take the ball to the corner flex gone a bit quiet now I think the Bruges fans have gone Um, when he has to take the ball to the corner flag, he will. 
and he does and um, he picks the right option he could have scored two goals I think the goalkeeper made two decent saves the final one in particular when uh, Drinkwater laid it across for uh, Gray he got a side he could have easily just slashed at that shot he could have actually not gone for the shot because a couple of defenders were closing him down so one he was brave two he was intelligent enough to actually hit the target and obviously then you've got a chance of scoring and it went away for the corner which well, in the end, wasn't taken because the final whistle was blown. Schlupp um, had a decent game and uh, uh, looked lively down the left-hand side, did his defensive work well. I thought Armanti played well when he came on and did exactly the role that we expect him to. Just anchor the midfield, played alongside Drinkwater and it left King just playing as a number 10 uh, because Gray came on out wide. And... Um, and then we're left with Okazaki, who was very busy, scored a good goal, very good goal. Uh, busy in the first half, like we know he can be, thought he played well. I think he was better in possession than he has been in recent weeks as well. He held the ball up better, didn't he? He did, he looked after it a bit better and he was much more accurate with his passing. Sometimes he tends to get it stuck under his feet a little bit or he's always battling with somebody who's always slightly off balance. But he looked a lot more controlled for me uh, tonight. And then we're left with Jamie Vardy, who was all action up front. Obviously, his goal from uh, from the England uh, has helped a bit of confidence. And there was a number of disallowed goals today. We had one with Okazaki, they, uh, with uh, Vardy. They had uh, a couple, all just, just reason off. why. They were all yeah. offside. Um, and everyone tried the, a near-post tactic. Uh, Leicester employed it a few times. And it worked with Vardy, although it was an offside position. They managed to flick the ball past the goalkeeper. And you could see a lot of his teammates kind of give him a hug to say, we know the goal's coming. I thought Vardy was exceptional today. I thought his closing down was fantastic. Great control over the top of his head a few times from long balls. Um, he closed down the defenders like we know he can do. Um, but he led the line. Did he have a chance to score? He had one chance, and he scored. He just happened to be offside. Yeah, so I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. He, his game had absolutely everything tonight, apart from the goal. But it wasn't yes. the fact that he missed a hatful of Not chances. Not at all. Not at all. He, he created chances for other people. His running stretched the defenders, and he was so good. He lasted until the end and played the full ninety minutes. And that shows you how well he was playing because Leicester could not afford to take him off. He, I thought Vardy was arguably one of the. I thought Drinkwater was brilliant as usual, but Vardy was right up there in the best players. So um, overall, a great game. We'll mention their goal because it was a kind of a, a bolt from the blue, really. A fantastic finish. Anywhere else, I don't think the goalie. The goalie couldn't have saved it there. I think he'd be, like I said, disappointed. But I've seen a replay in the background on one of the big screens, and it's an absolute rocket. And um, and like I said, it was game money. It, it made the game really in the second half. And they're not a great team, uh, Bruges. They're obviously uh, lacking in confidence. And I said their attacking play in the last 20 minutes, um, Leicester hung on in places, but it was more chaos than planned good football yeah they brought on Limbomba who had a lot of pace who caused uh, a few problems maybe maybe Fuchs a bit tired down that left hand side he'd gone through a fair amount of mileage he's not the quickest anyway uh, Limbomba caused, caused problems as soon as he came on and then Wesley was uh, was a bit of a handful but as you say there was nothing really clinical nothing too clear cut that Bruce really managed to create there was one chance I think when uh, the ball flashed across the six yard box and, and Vossum was about an inch away from getting a diving header on it at the far post for, that's, that's only the real the, the closest they came for me that I can recall uh, in the second half yeah there was there was one where I think it might even graze the post but uh, 
yeah, oh, off of Robert Huth's shin. Yeah, there yeah. was there was a big appeals by Morgan and a few Leicester players for a foul on on the skipper. Um, but uh, yeah, it was more chaotic than than anything planned. And uh, and then, but but because they threw everyone forward, it meant that they were open at the back, and Leicester had those two chances which they failed to take. Through, I won't say no through fault of their own. I think. Um, the goalkeeper made a good save, came out and smothered one from Gray, and then that other shot by Gray as well. So Leicester have won the group. They have won the group with, with a game, game to go. So we can now go to Porto. Oh no, hang on. Is that the that's the helicopter? Do you know what? The last time we've this is only the second time we've done the podcast from here at the King Power Stadium. Last time the helicopter absolutely drowned us out. So we'll wrap up. We're good. Porto, doesn't matter what happens, we've won the group. Um, roll on Saturday. Bring on the Borough. Home against Borough. I thought they looked quite poor against Chelsea. Here comes the helicopter, and we'll see you next time on for Fox A. Bit of a quick episode, but we thought we'd do it after on this momentous day for the football club. Leicester City are in the knockout stages of the Champions League. Can I have a lift? Can I have a lift? <laughs>